0: it's tuesday night i'm so thankful that you're listening to this i believe that god is going to speak to you each and every single day we have a chance to get to know god more and so during this podcast we're going to have an opportunity to do exactly that know god more so as we start out i'm going to pray and then we're going to get right into the word (laughs) father god i just pray right now for anyone and everyone that's going to be tuning into this podcast today lord whether they're driving whether they're eating whether they're doing dishes playing basketball hanging out with friends Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. Father, I pray that you would speak through me and give them exactly what they need. Give them the words from heaven that you are speaking to them today. In Jesus' mighty name. (laughs) Say it with me. Amen. Amen. We're going to continue on with our series. This is going to be part four of our series, How to Be Free from Shame and Condemnation. And we're going to start out in 1 John chapter 4 today. I mean, scratch that. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 4. And... Wait, First John chapter 1 and verse 9, I meant. <laughs> this is one of the most foundational scriptures that as Christians we can have in our lives. Because let's be honest, all of us make mistakes. All of us fall down. All of us have fallen short in multiple areas in our lives. I think sometimes we, we almost think of ourselves as better than another person or i'm a good christian i feel like i i don't make that many mistakes i i make a couple mistakes in some areas but overall i'm pretty good we all can maybe have those feelings but the truth is that the bible says if you fall in in one area you fall in in all areas and so it's the really important that we stay humble that we don't think of ourselves as if we're perfect or that god expects perfectness out of us or that we, in of our own selves, are something good. But we need to remember, in Christ, we find our righteousness. In Christ, we find God's forgiveness. We, in of ourselves, are ne- never going to be good enough. But Jesus was good enough. He, he lived the perfect life for us. So, in 1 John chapter 1, and verse 9, it reads this. If you want to turn there, you can, but if you just want to listen, you can do that as well. It says this, If we confess our sins... God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Say those two words with with me, say those two words after me, all unrighteousness. (laughs) Say that after me again, all unrighteousness. A lot of Christians and a lot of people in general have asked the question, how many times does God forgive me? How many times will God forgive me? Is it seven, is it 77, is it 7,000? How many times when I go to God and ask for forgiveness, does he cleanse me of my sins? Does he cleanse me of my mistakes? And the truth is that the blood of Jesus is more than enough for your mistakes. The blood of Jesus is more than enough for your faults, if you believe. You see, some people, they'll go to church once a week. They'll pray one prayer, but they'll always be waiting for the next time. They'll be waiting for the next preacher or they'll even be waiting for the next podcast instead of developing a relationship with God one-on-one in every moment. And the purpose of this podcast is actually a little bit deeper than just the typical TikTok video. You see, God has not called us to live a life where we just talk to him once a week. God has not called us to live a life where We just repent when we go to church, or we just ask Him to forgive us when uh, other people talk about God so that we can feel good about our relationship with God, or we just repent just every once in a while. God has called you to live a relationship with Him, a friendship. Say that word after me friendship. (laughs) Say that word with me one more time friendship. Here's the truth about your friendship with God the reality is, while we live on this world, while we live on this earth, we're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. God does not expect you to be perfect. God knows that you're gonna fall down, and that is why he sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. The best way that we can keep our friendship with God on a hundred, <laughs> the best way that we can stay vibing with Jesus is to remember his finished work on the cross and go back to that finished work when we mess up. For example, Let's say your mom told you to wash the dishes. Some of you don't live with your parents. Some of you do, but most of you do. But let's say your mom tells you, hey, son, wash the dishes. And you meant to wash the dishes, but you didn't. And she comes home from the store and she's really mad and you, you disobeyed her, right? You feel bad about it and you're starting to feel far from God about it. What do you do? Well, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Step number one, But then step number two is this. He'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Here's what you don't yet understand about repentance. When you repent, not only does God forgive you, but God separates you from that sin when you choose to repent. Now, the meaning of repentance just means turn. Say that word after me, turn. And so when you repent, when you do turn, not only do you make the decision to run away from the sin, but God makes the decision He's not going to see you associated with that sin anymore. What you need to understand is God does not see you addicted. God God does not see you as a fault person. God does not see you as a mistake. God doesn't see you as an accident. God doesn't look at you and see all your past mistakes and say to the angels, Michael, did you see what my child did today? Are you kidding me? Did you see what my daughter did today? God doesn't have a big list in, in heaven of all your sins, of all your mistakes. The only list of your sins is on the cross. That's why the Bible says when Jesus died on the cross, the enmity of your sin was, was nailed to the cross. You see, Jesus didn't die on the cross for himself. Jesus didn't die on the cross just because it was a good plan of God or just because God just told Jesus one day, hey, you wanna die on the cross? And Jesus was like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> it wasn't by accident. You see, Jesus died on the cross with purpose. And that purpose was to take your sin, to take my sin, to take your guilt your shame so that you could live free from it and I know what you're probably saying you're saying well Gabe I listened to the past broadcast but I sinned again I made another mistake and I feel like I'm just abusing God's forgiveness Gabe I feel like I just keep asking for God's forgiveness and I feel like he like will he really forgive me again because I feel like I just go back to the same sin and if you feel like that first I want to say you're not the only person that has felt like that the Bible says actually we all go through the same struggles but second what you've got to understand is the blood of Jesus is not just good for one time. It's not just good for 10 times or 100 times. The Bible says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, earlier on in First John, it says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Say that after me, all sin. Say that after me one more time, all sin. What's amazing is when you give your life to Jesus, when you believe him in your heart, and confess him with your mouth, you are saved. You are washed from your sin. You're what the Bible says as born again. Say that word after me, born again. Here's the thing. Once you are saved, once you give your life to God, you still have this thing called a body. It's called flesh. And while you're on this world, you're gonna face temptations. A lot of Christians say, God, take the temptation away from me. God, I feel like I just don't want to be tempted anymore. I I just, I want this temptation to go away from me. The truth is that until we get to heaven, we're still going to be tempted. Now, once we get to heaven, it's going to be Gucci. But until that day, we still have to deal with temptation. That's why the most recent Bible studies we've been doing on YouTube have been how to beat temptation. Notice the title of those Bible studies isn't how to never be tempted. It's how to beat the temptation when it does come. Jesus himself was tempted And this brings us back to our point. One of the main tricks the devil has for your life, he will bring you a temptation. He'll bring you a bad thought. He'll bring you a lustful thought or a thought of lying or stealing or killing or whatever it is. Maybe it's a small bad thought. Maybe it's a big bad thought. And then he will tell you, once he's brought you that bad thought, he will tell you that you've already made the mistake. He'll tell you that you've already sinned. He'll tell you that you might as well keep doing it because you already started. But the reality is he just tempted you and you have a choice. Say that after me, I have a choice. <laughs> say that after me one more time, I have a choice. You have a choice to either go with the temptation or say no to it. So back to our point, when the Bible says that if we walk in the light to see is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. So if you're a Christian and you just sinned, what does that mean? Well, what happens is your spirit, your heart, is born again it's saved who you are on the inside according to second corinthians chapter five and verse 17 says therefore if any man be in christ he's a new creature say that word after me new creature say that with me one more time new creature (laughs) what happens is your heart who you are on the inside is born again who you are on the inside is this thing called saved but your body is still going to make mistakes you still have a body to deal with So what does it mean when you fall to lust or stealing or lying or whatever mistake it is that maybe you've made recently? Well, what happens is you still have a relationship with God. He still is your father. He still loves you. He still is for you. He's not against you. He's not going to be mad at you, but you've chosen to um, walk out of fellowship or in Gen Z terms, vibing. (laughs) It's kind of like your relationship with your parent. Nothing you can do should be able to change the fact that you are their child, right? If hopefully your parents love you enough so that they'll never kick you out or banish you or ignore you, even when you make a mistake, even when you fall down really bad, they, they, hopefully they'll still accept you. And God is the same way. But here's the thing. God is kind of like your parents, right? If your parents love you, they're not going to allow you to go out and drink and sleep with 10 people and lie and steal. Why? Because those things hurt you. You see, what you don't understand is sin isn't just a bad thing to do. Sin is a prison. In fact, the Bible describes sin as living as a slave to sin. Sin doesn't just take one night from your life. Sin, if you let it, will ruin your life. It will bring you down a path that you never wanted to go. It will make you do things that you never thought you would even do, it It really brings you to a place that you never thought you would even be. But the good news is that Jesus Christ died on the cross to set you free from sin. Not so that you could freely sin, but so that you could be free from sin. Repeat that after me, free from sin. Say it with me one more time, free from sin. Okay, now back to our point. Why or how can a Christian still sin if Jesus has died on the cross to make us free, well, you still have a body. He can't take the body away from you. But the main point that is really what I believe God wants you to learn today, ultimately it's God speaking through me right now to you. I hope, uh, I, my hope is that I never give an opinion on this podcast. There's a lot of other podcasts that give opinions, but on this podcast, we talk about God's word. Back to our point, when a Christian does sin, when we do make a mistake, oh, by the way, I apologize if you, um, hear my Honda Accord engine right now. If anybody knows, I I stay fairly busy, so I'm actually recording this uh, (laughs) in the car. So uh, I hope it's not too loud, but I hope you'll still be able to hear clearly. But back to our point, when a Christian does sin, when a Christian does make a mistake, that doesn't necessarily mean you're not saved anymore. That doesn't mean you're going to hell or God hates you, but it means you just stopped vibing. Have you ever stopped hanging out with your parents? Have you ever done something wrong and you didn't talk to your parents the next day because of it? Or you just, you you still are their child. You still have a relationship with them. It's just something's in the way. Well, that's the same picture or example of what happens when a Christian sins or makes a mistake. You still have a relationship with God. You still are saved. It's just now you've got to repent. Now you've got to ask for forgiveness. But the good news is that God will forgive you every time. Now... Once you repent, once you ask God to forgive you, the next step is to believe he has because the devil will lie to you. The devil will say, eh, God didn't really forgive you. Eh, God's, God's still mad at you. You need to pray five more times if you really want to be forgiven. You need to go to church five more times if you really want to be forgiven. You need to, you need to do all these good things. If you really truly want to be forgiven, you need to be like this. That's what the devil says. But God says, if you confess your sins, I am faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So I don't know what mistake or sin you've been falling in recently. I don't know what thing you've been facing that has been giving you shame and guilt and condemnation. But I do know this that the blood of Jesus is more than enough. You say, well, Gabe, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've done wrong, Gabe. You don't understand. The sins that I've committed, Gabe, there's no way God could forgive me. Can I give you some good news today? He will. He will. (laughs) There's no mountain too high the blood of Jesus cannot climb. There's no valley too low the blood of Jesus cannot reach. There's not a single sin. There's not a single mistake that Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross for. You may think your sin is huge. You may think your sin is so big. The truth is the blood of Jesus goes deeper. The blood of Jesus is thicker. Woo, praise God. (laughs) I'm getting excited because I'm realizing that the power of the blood of Jesus is so much more than you could ever imagine. It's so much more than you could ever fathom. So when the devil brings you thoughts of shame and condemnation telling you, reminding you of your past, Reminding you of all the bad things you've done. Remind the devil of the blood of Jesus. Remind the devil of the price that Jesus paid on the cross, the nails that he took in his wrist, the spear that he took in his side, the crown of thorns that he took on his head will forever speak out, crying, Mercy, mercy. So if there's one thing that you get from tonight or today, whenever you're listening (laughs) this morning, remember. God will forgive, but not only will he forgive, but the second part of that scripture in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, it says that he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness, which means he'll set you free, but you've got to choose to believe it. And once you believe, you've got to act on it. If Have you ever had a friend or maybe a parent, and when they text you, they'll, they'll say, hey, I'm going to be at your house at this time. Let's say they text you and they tell you, hey, I'm going to be at your house at 7 p.m. to pick you up and we're going to go out for dinner. What do you do if you know they're coming at 7 o'clock? Now, if you're smart, you're going to go to your bedroom, you're going to put on some good jeans, or if you're like me, you're going to put on some sweatpants because honestly, (laughs) I always be wearing sweatpants. Uh, And if you're like me, you'll put on some slippers, but you'll put on shoes, okay, in general. I guess if you're a girl, you'll probably wear something nicer. Girls like to wear something nice when they go out to a restaurant. I don't know. I feel like, guys, we we just... we just put stuff on. <laughs> um, but actually I've kind of changed those. Sometimes I, sometimes I wear nicer things. Anyways, back to the point. My point is you'll get ready when you believe someone you'll get ready. Say that after me, get ready. Say that after me one more time, get ready in life. Our actions, a lot of people think that they have to be good enough for God. So let me try to be good. And then God will accept me. But what you don't yet realize is that God has already accepted you through Jesus Christ. Repeat this after me. God has already accepted me. God, say it with me one more time. God has already accepted me. So it's not about trying to be good enough for God. It's not about trying to be righteous enough. It's not about trying to be the perfect Christian. In fact, I was reading in John earlier today and Jesus Christ himself said, I believe it's in John chapter 6. He said, The work is not that you should work all these amazing works. Jesus said the work is that you believe. You see, the devil will try to make you believe that you need to be perfect. That you need to do all these perfect things. That you need to go to church all these times. That you need to be spot on for God to accept you someday in order for you to go to heaven. But the reality, the truth is that Jesus has already died and rose again. He's already made a way for you to be saved. He's already paid the price of your sins. Once you've accepted that reality, once you have accepted that truth, you are saved. You are righteous. You are born again. You are accepted into his kingdom. You are forever his child. And because you are his child, you know, you now act like his child. Faith comes first, then comes actions. I'll say that one more time. Faith comes first. Repeat those three words with me. Faith comes first. (laughs) One more time. Say it after me. Faith comes first. So the first thing you've got to do in your life is find the word of God and believe it. What is God speaking to you today? What is God telling you about your future, about how much he loves you, about how much he cares for you, about how valued you are, about how precious you are in his sight about how you all things are possible to him that believes about how you are more than enough about how you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you about how you have been chosen before the foundations of the world that is what God says about you and I know your past doesn't line up with that I know your mistakes may speak another thing I know I know your your actions may be different than that But I just want to encourage you. What God says to you is true. What God says to you is straight facts on a hundred. It's built different. (laughs) Believe it. Once you believe it, you'll start to act differently. If you really believe God has forgiven you, you'll sin less. If you really believe you are the righteousness of God, you will fall to temptation less because you'll realize that you are his child. I always say this example, but If you are Mark Cuban, I think Mark Cuban has a daughter. I think she even made a TikTok one time. But if you are Mark Cuban's daughter, can I ask you a question? Do you think Mark Cuban's daughter, everyone knows Mark Cuban, right? He's the Dallas Mavericks owner. He's super rich, got a ton of money. If you are Mark Cuban's daughter, do you think that Mark Cuban's daughter worked for the money that she enjoys? Probably not, right? The only reason Mark Cuban's daughter can go out to Panera Bread (laughs) and or do all the things she does, I'm assuming. Now, she might have a job. I could be completely wrong, but most likely she hasn't worked for her money. Why does she have it? Her dad gave it to her. But you want to know something crazy about Mark Cuban's daughter? She now acts like a wise person, most likely, because she realizes who she is. She doesn't go out and feel like she has to go to Goodwill to get clothes, but she goes to... Uh, You know the big store she goes out shopping. She doesn't worry about how much money she spends She acts like a rich person not because she worked for it She acts like a rich person because that's who she's been made to be She's been brought into the family Of mark cuban And now god i'm not telling you that now god makes you a millionaire But I want you to picture god like mark cuban, but instead of riches. I mean he is rich But instead of riches, I want you to picture riches representing the righteousness of God, representing the goodness of God, representing the forgiveness of God. God does not forgive you because of how much you worked. God forgives you because that's who he is. That's what he did. That's what he did. Jesus worked so that you don't have to work, spiritually speaking. It still is good to have a job, okay? In fact, you need a job. You need to go get a job. If you don't have a job, go get one. Um, If you're not old enough to get a job... Uh, then work with your time and go do chores, go help your neighbors, go find something to do with your time. But my point is, the general point is that in life, one of the most important things we we can trust that what Jesus did on the cross is more than enough. And once we believe, then we'll start to act differently. Amen. Repeat this after me. Faith comes first. Repeat that after me one more time. Faith comes first. Amen. (laughs) Well, if you made it to the end of the podcast, I just want to say great job. You stuck through and you had patience to to win to the end. So great job. If you want to learn more, I encourage you to visit the YouTube channel. Just search my name, Gabe Perot, on YouTube, and you'll be able to find our Bible studies there. We're live every Friday and Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. So I'd love to see you there. We also meet on Zoom every Friday night at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. The way to get on the Zoom with myself and the others is just watch the YouTube live streams. So I'd love to see you there. Turn on that bell button for the YouTube and praise God. If you have a friend, if you have another Christian friend that might need to hear this podcast, I encourage you to hit the bottom right button, the little square button, and share this to them. You never know when their life might change. In fact, my life was changed because someone shared a podcast with me of a guy named Keith Moore or so anyways, I hope you have an amazing day. If you want to learn more, you can visit that YouTube channel and uh, stay blessed. As always, God loves you. I love you. Jesus loves you. Jesus is Lord and hashtag make Jesus viral. I will hope to see you next Tuesday. Peace out. (laughs)